Well, hello and welcome to episode four of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we look at how to ask for a pay rise, how to approach it, and hopefully how to secure yourself the pay rise you're looking for, or certainly somewhere near there. Okay, let's dive in. So I really hope this episode is useful to any individual who is about to go into a annual review and or just feels it's time to ask their boss for a pay rise. I would, however, start by throwing in a caveat immediately, which is that I would always, always encourage anybody I speak to to take a balanced view about your career. It shouldn't be about who in the market will pay you the most money at your current level. In fact, I would argue the organisations who are paying more than the rest usually have something to hide. It could be that they're a very poor employer and they they struggle with retention. It could be, and often is the case, that the organisations pay more money generally have a very flat structure, which means that you've got pretty limited opportunity for further progression once you're in that organisation. They'll usually have maybe a, a tier of senior management and then everybody below that is at the same level. And lastly, they will most definitely, if they pay more money than everybody else, they will be sweating the asset, getting their pound of flesh, whatever you want to call it, but essentially expecting you to work long hours to justify the salary they're paying you. So don't be naive to the fact that a business is paying more than everybody else. Now that said, I'm also an absolute advocate of people getting a competitive salary in the marketplace. I would argue the absolute ideal scenario is that you're being paid competitively, but you're also in an organisation where you have genuine upward trajectory for progression and development. Before I dive into how to start the conversation with your boss, I'd also suggest doing some degree of market research. That could be speaking to your peers within your current employer, it could be speaking to peers within the industry, it could be speaking to somebody like myself. Um, and certainly, um, I've currently produced a salary guide for both consultant QSs and consultant PMs working on one for consultant building surveyors. If you'd like to have a copy of that prior to the discussion so that you're aware of where you are relative to market, please do drop me a line. Okay, so let's dive into the main areas of advice I would suggest. The first is to always go in with a cool head. If you're sat with your your colleague Jimmy and he's just said to you, hey, guess what, I've just had a 10K uplift in my salary. And you're looking at Jimmy and thinking, Jimmy, you're nowhere near as good as me. I'm now pretty disappointed, angry with my boss that I've just found out that you've got a 10K uplift and I'm frankly better than you. What you don't want to do is go flying into your boss's office, angry, banging on the table, saying, I want a 10K uplift. In fact, I want more than that because I'm better than Jimmy. (laughs) That just obviously will not go down well and certainly will not portray you in the best light either. So certainly I would always encourage you to pick a time when you can go in there with a very cool head, with an objective head, and with the, I guess, rest of the ammunition you need, which is what I'm going to come on to now. So secondly, pick your timing. Now, there are two types of organisations. An increasing number now have fixed times for pay reviews. And that's not really going to change. You know, other, other than you physically going into hand your noticing and perhaps discussing or getting a counter offer, of which I'll, I'll, I'll have another 
another podcast episode about why not to accept counter offers. But that aside, most organisations have their pay reviews at a set time of year. They tend to often be actually around either in December towards the year end or kind of March, April time towards the financial year end. If that is the case and you're in such an organisation, then unfortunately you are just going to have to bide your time and wait until that time to have that discussion. The reality is those businesses are fixed and they're not, or it's very unlikely they're going to change their policy for one individual. So if that's the case, you just need to wait until that time of year. If you're in an organisation that doesn't have that and it's a bit more ad hoc as to when you have paid reviews or maybe maybe you have reviews on a fairly regular basis, then again, you still need to pick the time to sit down with your line manager. Go in and try and sit down with your line manager when he or she is in the middle of a significant bid that's pretty fundamental to the business uh, and is pretty stressed and doesn't really have a lot of time on their hands. That would certainly not be a good time to go in and sit down and go, right, boss, I want a pay review. So certainly pick your time. Pick a time when both you'll have a cool head, but equally so will your manager. Maybe maybe put it in the diary, you know, two or three weeks' time when you know that they will have some um, some clearing in terms of time and, and, and headspace, but also you will have as well. So yeah, certainly pick your time so that you're increasing your chances of your boss, frankly, being in a favourable and good mood. Okay, thirdly, you need to concentrate on the facts. I think... I think one of the issues with reviews, and certainly something I would kind of always, I guess, encourage you to encourage your boss to do, is when you do have a review, to have a very structured review, to understand what their expectations are of you, to understand what you need to do in, let's say, 12 months' time to maybe get to the next level or certainly get a pay rise, whichever it may be. But certainly have some structure going in there with just uh, I guess a bunch of emotive thoughts as to why you're better than your colleagues or, or maybe not even better but why you deserve a pay rise or a promotion one or the other without any substantial facts is certainly going to make it very difficult for you to to argue your case so you need to go in there with right you know I've this year I've I've billed x amount of money this year I brought in this client or that client or x clients this year I've been mentoring junior staff, etc., etc. You get the point. You, you need to have some evidence of what you've done to justify the promotion rather than just going in there with a the view that I, I should have a promotion. I think certainly if you're armed with that knowledge, it's, it's certainly at the very least going to make it more difficult for your boss to, to argue otherwise as opposed to a kind of whimsical, oh, yeah, well, I think I've had a good year. Well, well what does that mean, frankly? Um, and, 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 you know, arguably, can, can your boss equally justify it the other way? You know, well, I, I, I think you've had a good or bad year or an average year. Well, again, that's, you know, that's just emotive words. It's not, um, there's, there's no fact behind that. So I think certainly if both of you go in there with some facts and figures, it will certainly help have a sensible discussion around where you need to be in terms of any promotion, etc., so as I just touched on there, certainly highlight on any additional duties you've done above and beyond the role that you we were expected to do. That could be that you, I don't know, may have picked up health and safety representative within the office. You could be um, a first aider, both, both physical and, and mental. You 
could have supported, as I say, junior staff. You could have got involved in other initiatives within the business to improve the processes and systems in the business. All of these things are certainly important. Lastly, please, please do not use uh, a job offer from another company as a negotiating tool. As I say, I will produce a whole episode on the dangers of accepting a counter offer. I think certainly if you've got to a point where you have an offer from another company, then I would hope that it's because you feel, you've met them a few times, you feel that they are a better proposition for you career-wise, so that when you do go in to sit down with your boss, then you can go in there with you know a clear conscience, good heart that you're doing the right thing and it's the right opportunity for you. If you're simply getting a job offer to twist your boss's arm to get a pay rise, well, one, that could potentially burn bridges with the company you've got the job offer from. But two, I think you can only do that once. I think you, you, you may do that once, get that pay rise you're looking for. If you then go in a year later and go, I've got another job offer boss, then frankly, I think you, you, you've probably expended your goodwill at that stage. And they will probably just say, well, okay, fine. Then, you know, there's the door. Um, at the very least, I would argue your card will be marked then, for want of a better phrase, um, and certainly it will impact your kind of future progression within that business because you've chose to um, pull that counter off a card. It's something I just certainly do not advocate, encourage people to do. Okay, so that's it, another quite short and sweet one. Um, I hope um, you found that useful. Please do let me know if there are any other subjects that you'd like me to cover. And lastly, as I said before, I am reaching out to certain individuals to come on the podcast um, for me to interview. But if you feel you would like to be on the podcast, then please do reach out to me. Really keen to speak to anybody in construction on on a, on a you know a number of subjects, but hopefully subjects that will interest um, most listeners. So I say, if you think you you could be one such individual, then I really would love to hear from you. And please do reach out to me. Okay, have a good day. <laughs>